This podcast contains explicit content. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. This is Hardly Focused. Welcome to Hardly Focused. Just Jack and Fro for this one. Mr. Froment, how are you? Fantastic. It's been a while. It's good to have you in person in the studio. Yes, yes. The studio changes every time I come over here. I do it just to screw with you. <laughs> just to mess with you. Uh, we are at HardlyFocused.com. We are on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, although this episode uh, does not have a video component this time around. So uh, to that, I say deal with it. You should have some like stock stock footage of something that like can just loop in the background, like, I don't know, a picture of mayonnaise for 40 minutes or so. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> just film. Just put this webcam in your fridge. Pointed at your man <laughs> and just have the stream going. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fro and I are here in the studio. We actually have a uh, studio audience today. Uh, that's uh, that's nice. <laughs> we have a large audience. It's Cooper and Nia. Uh, this is just another sign that things are finally kind of going back to normal, that we can Ooh. actually do this. Actually, be in person doing the podcast together feels good. Kind yeah. of, I don't know. I got to drive again, put miles on my car. Oh, you don't, dude, you don't live that far away. <laughs> I don't drive more than like twenty five minutes in any direction. It's so nice, dude. I don't drive. Like, I, I've been driving more now that things are opening up. Right. But uh, like yesterday, I drove to Boxford, which is far north. It's almost New Hampshire. Wait, actual? I thought you were just making fun of Oxford. No, no, there's an actual right. town it's called actual- Boxford. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, that was a bit of a hike, uh, but it just reminded me that's probably uh, my my trip to California aside, at least around here, on my own car. It's probably the farthest I've driven in a long time because it's a solid seventy miles from here. Wow. So it's probably uh, good for your car, honestly. I mean, yeah, take for some road road trips every now and again. Wasn't that a thing you need to do, like? with cars is just getting them and turn the engine on every once in a while just oh, to yeah, get them to definitely just to make it so they don't die at the very least to make sure the battery keeps going you know so, yeah but yeah you want to push all the other fluids and stuff through you know it'd be kind of like a sedentary man sitting around for like you know six months and then be like oh i can't get up and i poop my pants oh so me uh sure <laughs> <laughs> that's me unmoving he just sits in his bed did you during now, you were working. You were actually having to go into the office for work. Oh, yeah, every during, day. During COVID. Yep. So uh, I, I don't know if you had to worry about gaining weight or anything. I mean, I gained weight, but that's just because I'm fat and lazy, not necessarily because of uh, staying home. Okay. Because <laughs> I actually lost weight. I lost like 30 pounds nice. um, last year, and it was, it was a combination of different things, uh, stress, <laughs> uh life changes significant life changes uh tapeworms tapeworms yes but also not going out to eat every day it it plays a big role as delicious as the food we always go to eat is right I mean. uh not going to dunks every day for coffee that had a significant impact on 
not only my my girth, but uh, I don't have like chronic heartburn anymore. And I think it's because I'm not going to dunks every day. That shit is super acidic because now I actually stopped going to dunks for a while because I got food poisoning. Oh, geez. Uh, back in October, I went Dude, to dunks on their morning. Food is like hardly comparable to food. Like, how do you even get poisoning from it? It's I don't you can't call it food. It's cardboard from like, dunks from fancy shapes. Yeah, it's uh, it does not qualify as food. You're right. And whatever I got. Uh, and you know, my usual like order doesn't change, but it just, I got food poisoning from it. It just hit me very quickly. Uh, and speaking of in the uh, next segment, we're actually going to talk about <laughs> uh, diarrhea, <laughs> but, um, oh, it's such a wet one. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it just doesn't end. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that coming up. But yeah, I have food poisoning, so I didn't go to Dunks for a long time, and I started going again maybe a couple months ago, and in just sort of taking a hiatus, like a sabbatical from Dunks, and then getting like an iced coffee from there. Uh, just the acidity of a Dunks iced coffee. I was hurting afterwards, and it wasn't like food poisoning hurting. It was like heartburn. Right. Uh, I mean, just the amount of sugar that they'll put in a regular alone is like, yeah, it'll it'll take up like a quarter of the bottom of the like, especially iced coffee. You can like see it like sinking to the bottom. And uh, I usually drink my coffee black, but when I go to Dunks, I always get it with cream and sugar. And you can just see there's a solid inch of sugar at the mm-hmm. bottom of the cup, which some people love. I mean, that's why they get the iced coffee. They love chunk like chomping on the sugar. Uh, Kate would tell me that. I chewed my coffee because of the sugar, because like I would I would suck up the sugar from the bottom and then she'd see me like chewing on it. And she's like, you're the only person I know who who actually eats their coffee. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, not going to dunks on a daily basis before work because it was like my it was my uh, morning routine stopping at dunks. Right. Get my coffee. And uh, I don't do that anymore. So I've saved a lot of money on gas, saved a lot of money on food. Uh, lost uh, a considerable amount of weight. I put a little bit of it back on because I was eating nothing but crap for two weeks out west. And oh yeah, that's true. But you're on vacation, dude. That you can always spoil yourself then. Yeah. Um. Nothing but <laughs> nothing but in and out and <laughs> in and out and Carl's Jr. Baby. Hell yeah. But um. So uh, well, I'm glad Fro that you are here in person. Um. For the, uh, I think this is the first time you've been here since the studio was flipped around. Uh, yes. Again. Yep. Yep. That's why I say every time I come here, it's like, it's all different all the time. Like I never come into the same room. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to flip it around again next time you show up. <laughs> um, a large mirror just halfway through the room. That, that's my mirror. I stare at myself when I, when I'm, <laughs> you know, watching the, uh, watching the old adult films there. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. It's been a great show. <laughs> Uh, and that's a wrap. Uh, you, you said you didn't see this uh, literally just hours before we started recording this episode. Uh, E3 is happening. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't. I mean, I might have canceled. I might have canceled the uh, show if I had known. Not really. I don't. I don't watch E3 that closely, but uh, I do care about what they announce. I think right now they're going over the stuff that I don't care about. But they had is the. It, is it three days of it again, or is it like? Uh, all yeah. Day? Like, how are they doing this year? I think Virtual it's three days. Or? Yeah, because I think it's going Monday and Tuesday as well. Nice. 
but the Xbox and Bethesda part of the conference happened this morning, and uh, Starfield was announced. Nice. That is the uh, that is the thing that is going to tide everybody over until Elder Scrolls Six comes out, which is still probably like ten years away. I bet, right? <laughs> yeah, because they said that uh, they would not announce anything about Elder Scrolls Six until Starfield releases right and has been out they said and that last time right they said that yeah. last time and they announced both starfield and elder scrolls 6 this was like e3 2018 mm-hmm. or, or some big conference in 2018 uh and neither game had a release date they just said that starfield will be first so um the trailer just doesn't really it, it didn't show any gameplay it didn't really show anything like super spectacular like it just reinforces that it's an outer space exploration game yeah uh but november 11th 2022 nice okay so there is a date all right yeah they like that date that was the same date that skyrim came out uh 10 years ago (laughs) lucky dates yeah so it'll be on skyrim's 11th anniversary that uh starfield comes out speaking Um, of 11 but not to get too off topic the 28th of this month, I'm pretty sure Windows is going to announce Windows 11. Yeah? Yep. They've, they've put out a couple teasers, and they've they've changed their keynote, I guess, or whatever it's called. It's like, normally it's at 10 a.m. They're doing it on the 11th at 11 a.m., and, like, they showed, like, a logo of the Windows logo, you know, with the windows, mm-hmm. except the crossbar that, you know, the horizontal bar is missing in the shadow, so it shows 11. Ooh. So it's all about that. Which is funny because I definitely remember them saying, "Hey, this is just called Windows now. We're never going to make a new version." But is this crap that's now on my taskbar with like the date and the the weather and the news? Is this like something that's going to be prominent in a new version of Windows? Because this I mean, just it's showed up in this version of Windows, apparently. Because <laughs> I just the, the the most recent Windows update added this, and I know a lot of people are not happy about it. It doesn't bother me too much. I mean. It tells me if it's raining outside or not. I the mean, temperature's much, there. Yeah, it's yep. one less thing I need to, you know, ask a device to tell me. Right, right. <laughs> usually I'm asking my, I'll, I'll pull my watch up and, or I'll, I'll, I'll yell at my Shoot, Echo. Even, even Outlook has weather. My uh, work Outlook actually tells me the next three days of weather at the top. Yeah, mine does too. So, but I'll, st- I, you know, it, man, it, it, we really do live in the future. Because I'm just thinking, like, I get my weather now by yelling at my Echo and. <laughs> having her tell me or I'll ask Siri uh to tell me what the weather is. God, what a what a what a bleak future we live in. Oh, isn't it crazy? Um so yeah, Starfield was announced. Uh did you play the Outer Worlds? I did not. Okay. They announced a sequel to that. Nice. Um and that's basically like a spiritual successor to New Vegas. Yep. Uh and then there's a uh it seemed like a what the fuck was that? Oh, I got this turned up. Oh oops. Um <laughs> I think this is an indie game, but it's called Somerville. Um, like like Somerville, Massachusetts. Yep, yep. Uh, and it is looked it a like farming sim. No, it it looks like an indie, like apocalyptic side scroller game. It looks like it's going to be very depressing, but the trailer features it's like the main character and their dog accompanying them. Nice. But the dog is not in every scene of the trailer, so the entire time I'm watching this, I'm just asking myself. Does the dog die? The dog better not die. They're gonna do it just to pull some heartstrings. It's like it's like guy trying to like save his family during like an alien invasion or something. And I see like he's got like a three year old who's like running around in hysterics. Oh, I'm like, I don't care about the kid. I care about the dog. Where's the dog? Yeah, the kid can go whatever. I don't care. I the, if the dog something happens to the dog, I'm not playing it. <laughs> just 
puts it down. Doc yeah. dies immediately. He shuts the game off. Never, <laughs> just never turns it on again. There's a website called Does the Dog Die? And it tells you if a dog in, in any given movie, if the dog dies. Uh, spoilers. There's a few drama episode that might have something like that. But, and then there's <laughs> another one that retcons it. It's true. It's true. Because I think, I don't know if they like did it because of backlash or if it was always Probably. the plan to show that, but. Oh no, another one of Fry's dogs. Throw it in the soup. Dude, fuck that episode. Fuck Jurassic Park. <laughs> Fuck it in the ass. That episode. Nothing Nothing needs to be that depressing. Ah, uh, dude. You know the writer when he was writing this was like, hey, hey, you want to make people fucking hate us? Well, you know who it was supposed to be originally? It was supposed to be his mother. Really? Yeah, and they thought that was too cryptic, well, so they went with the dog instead. Honestly, the mom kind of does at the same time, if you think about it, right? Yeah. Like, there's that other, the, uh, what was it? <clears throat> the other episode where he's in her dream. Towards the, Was that a later season? That was a later season. I don't know. I, I, for me, I don't know. I think a dog is a little more cryptic, a little more emotionally. It's because you have a dog, sir. Well, I mean, yeah, and I, <laughs> and I've opted not to have children, so <laughs> exactly. You know, so my, you're looking at these whiny kids like, ah, oh, fucking. You know my thoughts on children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, a shitty situation that happened. Uh, stick around. Hardly focused. What was that name of that uh, Neon Genesis? That damn I can never fucking pronounce it right. <laughs> this podcast is hardly focused. Evangeline, Evan, Evan, Evangeline, Evangeline, Jolie. Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. Man, I fucking love the franchise and I can't even fucking pronounce the name right. <laughs> hardly focused is available to enjoy on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. You hear me say that at the beginning of every podcast. Well, we made it super easy for you to follow the show. Find the best option for you at hardlyfocused.com slash subscribe. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Let's begin the show by starting it. Hey, here we go. Welcome to Hardly Focused. Jack Hill, Chris Froman. You can find us on hardlyfocused.com and we are on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Just search either for Hardly Focused. Welcome to our 503rd episode on the 13th of June. Man, can you believe it's been over 500 at this point? I mean, I know you guys literally had an entire episode where you're probably talking about all that jazz, but dang. Yeah. Uh, we, dedication, man. We went back and revisited uh, the first episode back when we were Talk Radio Meltdown. Nice. We revisited and uh, played clips of uh, you spraying Febreze <laughs> into Dave Wooten's eye. <laughs> That was a thing that happened. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Uh, <laughs> let me pull it up here. Let's see. Uh, fro, here we go. Uh, fro, sp- fro sprays Febreze into Dave's eye. So, Billy Corgan's a fucking nutcase. What are you doing? Oh! <laughs> I went in my eye! <laughs> I just get Febreze! <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Throat just sprayed Febreze <laughs> into Dave's eye. <laughs> you may want to rinse it. Hold on. Let me read the uh, warning that, labels on the back of this. My eyes were already burning. Uh, is, is there even a warning label on that? See. Oh, yes, there is. Let's see. Oh, wow. Why do they put it in such small text? If I ever got this in my eye, I wouldn't be able to read the warning label to see what I'd have to do. It tells you to get medical attention. That sounds good. That sounds. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. You need some water. Here, have some water. No, I'm, I'm good. Try out. 
Nice. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a thing you did. In uh, I don't even remember doing that, but I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I hope uh, your eyeballs better after several years. I had to uh, suffer through listening to the first episode of this podcast. Oh, my gosh. It's like <laughs> listening to yourself when you're like 10 years old, I bet. Oh, it was, it was rough. Just, I mean, it, it's a good lesson in a good, I guess, like, I don't know, post-mortem, how far I've come, how far right. the show has come in both quality and content and presentation. So, uh, yeah, 500. 500. Not bad. But you know what? Even the very first one still sounds okay compared to some actual podcasts I've heard. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm part of a, uh, a Discord server that's all about podcasting. And uh, the some of the shows I've checked out on there from the people who are like very active on this server... Uh, I would describe it uh, some of these shows as thus and there's some that are really good too oh of course it just depends yeah it just depends there's the people who are like hey I want to do a podcast and then they have no idea what they're doing and then there are people who like who are like me who are like hey I want to do a podcast and I know what I need to make it sound good and I know you know what to do to carry a conversation on for 15 to 20 minutes so. I mean, you kind of went to college for it, so. Kind of, yeah. Okay, broadcasting school. I don't know if it's technically called it. <laughs> and they're still, I, I found out they're they're still around. But oh, really? I thought they closed up. They closed up the one around here that I oh, went to. Okay. They are now only in uh, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. I think it's now only in Connecticut. Nice. So, but they are, I don't even think they're called that anymore. I think they got, like, purchased by another company and changed their name. So uh, I just want to make sure that that, uh, degree that i got that i spent all that money on is still valid right like oh, of course. A, was at at and t it and t remember itt tech that's what it was it was a trade school oh itt yeah 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 yep you always saw commercials for it like eleven thirty in the morning while watching jerry springer was the the ads targeted towards delinquents who didn't have jobs wanted to get a yep. you know certified in something have you done absolutely nothing with your life up until this point well for 40 grand we'll give you a laptop and tell you to go do some shit <laughs> they closed and a lot of people uh were all I, I think i think like their degrees are still valid but like a lot of stuff became invalid because they weren't an accredited university right. so uh, them shutting down kind of threw a wrench into things. I went to. I'm sure the people that were currently in the program really were kind of pissed off about it too. Like as they were closing, that happened with the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. There were, there were classes in session when they shut down because wow. they, they actually like went bankrupt after Oof. I went there in 2008. And I think they let the people who were in the middle of classes finish up, but then after that they were they were closed mm-hmm. until uh, I think the original. The original founder bought back the company. The guy was like a million years old at the time, but he bought back the company and closed all but maybe a dozen locations. That was the problem. They got purchased by another entity that expanded them too quickly. Yeah. Uh, And some of those locations had only been open for months before they they shut down because I went back to the school that I went to. This is great. They're like, hey, learn learn on actual broadcasting equipment. And it's like 30-year-old machinery. Uh, the school I went to it used to be the old, uh, I think, Channel 38 news studio. Nice. So, like, we were in a legitimate, like, broadcast news studio, but it was all outdated equipment. Mm. So when the school reopened after its brief hiatus, all of a sudden everything in there was brand new because they 
got it all from uh, like the Colorado school that had been open for a month and a half. So and that's where all their money was going. Yeah, it was. It was nice. It was like, hey, check out all of our new digital boards in our fancy condenser record. Everything's digital now. I'm like, cool. So you don't force people to cut analog tape anymore. That's good. <laughs> in, in 2010, that's great. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll start with something that happened local. A man who was eaten by a whale. Sure. And lived. <laughs> Uh, what's that Bible story? What's that called? Uh, Jonah and the Jonah. Whale. Jonah. Yeah, yeah, Jonah. Yeah. I only know that because there's a band called Jonah and the Whale. Nice. Um, but yeah, this uh, we'll, we'll cover this quickly before we get into the shit story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this guy from uh, Cape Cod, he's a lobster uh, diver, man who literally just dives for lobsters. Does he just pick like pick them up and put them in a box? Like... Is, is a regular cage not good enough for like fishing or I don't know how this he's works searching around the rocks he's like I want to find that one really good laughter now I don't know how that works I guess those guys make good money though like fishermen yeah. I mean I guess if you're going to be out at, working out at sea yeah. then uh, I might die at any point if my sea if my uh, you know vessel collapses yeah well one of my friends uh, Bob Hanna uh, formerly of WAF uh, left the radio industry uh, and for, you know, as, as anyone should who's in the radio business and is a commercial fisherman now and he's making bank. Nice. I, last time I saw him, I asked him, like, so you know, how's the fish? How's working on the boat? And he's like, yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> nice. So it's hard work, but hey, yeah, you get your money one way or another. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wasn't that like, uh, was that the, the, the perfect storm? That whole thing, oh, George yeah. Clooney, weren't they yeah. fishermen? They were, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the kind of stuff that you need to yep. worry about. Hurricanes. Getting eaten by whales. Uh, yeah, so here is the report from NBC Boston uh, talking to the gentleman who was... Uh, uh, now, they're saying... I want to preface. They, 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 the news... They're sensationalizing this just oh, a little bit. They're saying he was eaten by a whale. That he was swallowed by a whale. He went into the mouth of the whale, and then the whale realized what it had in its mouth was not anything that it both wanted and could easily consume, so it spit him out. Nice. But he was inside the mouth of a whale for uh, a lot longer than anyone should be inside the whale of a large <laughs> animal. Uh, mouth of a large animal. The whale of a large animal. I need to... What? That's a whale of a tail. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh... From NBC Boston, what it's like being swallowed by a <laughs> humpback. <laughs> Here we go. Michael Packard came home from the hospital Friday afternoon with one incredible story to tell. And I just felt this truck hit me and everything just went dark. He was lobster diving off the coast of Provincetown when the world around him suddenly blacked out. Just thought, did I just get eaten by a white shark? And, and I said, no, I don't feel any teeth. And I said, oh my God, I'm in the mouth of a whale with his mouth shut. Seconds later, he realized he was in serious trouble. To make things even worse, he couldn't find the regulator for his oxygen tank and he had no way to escape. Am I just gonna like run out of air and suffocate? Yeah. Is he gonna swallow me? That's when he thought about his family. Wait, hold on. 
So when he asks that question, he's like, is this going to swallow me? Am I going to run out of air? You hear someone in the background go, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional, but the timing is just great. He's like, yeah. Uh, I cued it back. Here we go. He couldn't find the regulator for his oxygen tank, and he had no way to escape. Am I just going to, like, run out of air and suffocate? Yeah. Is he going to swallow me? <laughs> That's when he thought about his family. And I'm like, this is how you're going to go, Michael. This is how you're going to Whoever's die. in the background keeps saying, yeah, at the most inopportune times. <laughs> Like the news uh, news guys are in here trying to like you know interview this guy and some nurse in the background is just like yeah yeah mm-hmm <laughs> this is it I'm gonna die yeah <laughs> this is the end of me yeah <laughs> stop saying that <laughs> uh, okay more more from this like, this is how you're gonna go Michael yeah <laughs> this is how you're gonna die in the mouth yeah. of a whale. His son Jacob was in school at the time and got a text from his mother. Yeah, your, your dad was, was diving and a whale just, I don't know, attacked him, ate him. The humpback whale eventually spit him out after about 30 or 40 seconds. And I just got thrown out of his mouth into the water. There was just white water everywhere. And I just was laying on the surface floating. That doesn't seem like a long time, but try telling that to someone who almost became a whale's hot lunch. But I have a dislocated knee and um, just a lot of soft tissue damage in my legs. Um, I also was scared that I had maybe a diving injury from coming up too fast or an embolism. But everything's good. The doctor says I'm good. So this guy also uh, not only has lived and survived nearly being consumed by a whale, he also survived a plane crash in Costa Rica years ago. Dang. And then while he was diving, uh, you know, for, for, his, for his profession, for lobsters, he found a dead body. And when he reported it to the police, it turns out it was part of an active investigation. So basically this guy is in like... If you see this guy, you might be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You need to just back up. Or stick around him because you might become immortal. Fair enough. You're right. He's managed to avoid several issues. He's, yeah, uh, two instances of uh, near-death experiences. I don't, know if he, I don't know if it's right to call like finding a dead body a near-death experience unless he's in the presence of like the mafia. If the mafia happens yeah, to be true. nearby on their... Uh, I, on their boat. I think the type of whale that swallowed him might have actually saved him too because if it was one of those, uh, what was it, sperm whales? Dude, those guys got teeth. You yeah. said he didn't feel teeth and I'm sitting here like, well, it's because you're in a humpback and not a, uh, you know, you're in a, you, you, imagine getting eaten by an orca, dude. That would not only be like dark and sad like he's saying where you're going to run out of oxygen but it's also going to be actively grinding your limbs off with yeah. his teeth. Uh, I don't think the whale that he was in has teeth. No, that's what I was saying. Right, like yeah. those are one of the filter feeder types. So he was yeah. actually lucky in that respect because any other whale would have probably like lacerated him multiple times over and then gotten the scent of blood. And then even if you got kicked out, I mean, shoot, the the sharks would have came. Right. So uh, he said dislocated leg. That's it. That's all he. The the only injury, despite being covered in slime. Hey, I mean, I'll take that over uh, getting eaten by a whale. I guess.
Yeah. So uh, if you find it on Reddit, he's doing an AMA or was doing an AMA. Nice. Uh, where he was talking about that's where he revealed the uh, plane crash he survived, finding the dead body. Um, he seems to be in good spirits. I mean, you could hear it in the interview that he did. Uh, he also said that he had no idea it would be such big news. How how often do you hear people getting swallowed by whales? Like, right? <laughs> swallowed by a large animal and then survive. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah, normally it's like a recovery mission after the fact where they got to like shoot the bear and like examine the stomach contents. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, yep, little Timmy was definitely here. <laughs> uh, what is that line from Jaws? It's like, if you cut open this shark, then that Kinter boy's going to spill out all over my dock. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, changing gears here, the shitty story. Yes, uh, from Vulture.com. Uh, something called Ultimate Slip and Slide got shut down by explosive diarrhea. It's beautiful. Uh, on the article says here, quote: On June second, according to the Wrap, uh, I believe it was NBC. Yeah, NBC shut down production on an upcoming slip and slide based series. After Hold on, I like I like what you said there. Slip and slide based series. Yeah. I just, what a time to be alive. I didn't realize slip and slides are still a big thing. Apparently, like, they were about to become even bigger because there was a TV show about it. Enough, to, yeah, enough to have a show. <laughs> like some sort of competition series. How uh, do you compete on, on a slip and slide? Like how far you go? Right. I uh, usually just go to the end of the slide and then it's like just, you know, grass burn after that. Are there like obstacles involved with going down? Is it going to be like, uh, <laughs> they have like rocks. Don't hit the pavement. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I can Ramps. never remember what the movie is called, but Johnny, it was a Johnny Knoxville movie from a couple of years ago, and it's based on a real thing, an amusement park in New Jersey that was so dangerous that it ended up getting shut down because, like, people kept getting hurt. Oh, shoot. Uh, but it, it had, like, things, like, where a slide would, like, the, the, the slide would, like, do loop-the-loops, and then it would, uh, at the end of it, there would be, like, you would go up in the air and just land on, like, solid ground. <laughs> oh, crap. There was, like, no water or anything. Yeah, it was, it was, like, intentionally dangerous, and people <laughs> kept getting hurt. And it was open for, a long, like, a long enough time yeah. before it got shut down. Um, That's awesome. I'm going to have to look it up during the break. But, um, yeah, I don't know what you would do on a show like this. Slide down a large slip and slide? Uh, apparently a 65-foot one. Yeah, uh, Bobby Moynihan and Ron Funches were going to host it uh i mean it's it's technically not off right it's just uh it's still happening yeah they yeah. just had to stop production you know it's also really nice hearing a story like this and not having them say production was shut down because of covid yeah it is i mean it's really nice to hear production was shut down because of explosive diarrhea <laughs> i gotta say that's definitely a, i mean i'll take well i'd rather not be near any of the situations <laughs> However, but that's it is how, nice to hear in the how, news, at least. That's how you know that around here, we're out of the woods with COVID. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, yeah. it's more reasonable things shutting down television productions, <laughs> <laughs> like diarrhea. <laughs> but yeah, the article says, on June 2nd, according to The Wrap, the network shut down production on an upcoming slip and slide based series after up to 40 crew members contracted uh, Giardia? I think Gear, Gear, Giardia? Is that right? Is that right, doctor? No? Okay. <laughs> uh, Giardia? Giardia? I sure. Giardia. <laughs> Something you should know about me, Nia, is I can't pronounce anything correctly to save my life. Um, that that's that's half the fun of this show. Um, and if uh, you didn't hear the warm up audience or the warm up segment, we're talking to our studio audience that we have. Yeah! 
um, who's also a doctor who can correct me on these. <laughs> the good thing is that if you can't things. pronounce this, it's also known as Beaver Fever. Yes. <laughs> I love that Beaver Fever. I wish I had the Angry Beavers theme I, queued up. I, um, there, was, there was a Nicktoon that actually touched upon Beaver Fever at one point. I don't know if it was actually Angry Beavers or if it was like Ren and Stimpy or something like that, but one of them definitely like mentioned it in the, in a, it was actually basis of an episode. I'll have to figure that out. Uh, so, uh, what these people contracted, <laughs> the quote, outbreak of an awful explosive diarrhea, which left people, quote, collapsing on set and, quote, being forced to run into porta potties. Imagine just collapsing on set under the weight of your own diarrhea just coming out on you. Uh, this sounds like a like like an actual like something you'd see in like a like a, a TV show, like in a movie. Uh, all I can just picture is just all at the same time, people just all getting ill simultaneously and yep. all clamoring for like the two or three porta potties that they have. I imagine they did like a test run beforehand where the, the poopy water was, was able to get in everyone's mouths. And then, you know, they're all sitting around waiting for the next cast. And yeah, like you're saying that the three available porta potties became precious treasures. We have confirmed that the parasite is functioning as intended. <laughs> so people will get explosive D as expected. It's part of the show. It's just part of the slip and slide show. I'm sorry. How do you pronounce it? Giardia. Giardia. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, also known as beaver fever, Giardia is usually contracted from getting fecal infested water in your mouth. So it seems like someone on set was pooping in their trunks on the show's <laughs> 65 foot tall slippery yellow slide. Maybe he was nervous about being 65 feet up. Uh, the set was inspected for parasites after the outbreak, and on Thursday, Universal said, quote, additional testing revealed Giardia in the surrounding area. So, you know what that means? Lock everything down. Quarantine. Yep. Quarantine it all. Get a big bubble over it. Are you saying you didn't get your Giardia vaccine? I don't make it magnetized. <laughs> <laughs> I think being magnetized would be pretty effing sweet, actually. And that's coming up in the next segment. We're going to talk about that. So uh, there you go. Uh, this show, Ultimate Slip and Slide, coming soon to NBC. It will air uh, right after the Tokyo Olympics, which for some reason is happening. Wait, 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 wait. So, so you're going to have like the pinnacle of sporting events, the Olympics. Yeah. And then follow it up with a slip and slide show. Okay. <laughs> with diarrhea involved. Yes, diarrhea-based slip and slide oh, show. Oh, man. They missed opportunity a few years ago when they had the Olympics, I think, in like Russia it was when Bob Costas was hosting and he had pink eye the whole time. Oh shoot. Uh, because he was, he, he was there every day, but his pink eye was getting progressively worse. Oh, no. And it was just, it was disgusting. And he just <laughs> soldiered through it and it became a meme. But can you imagine pink eye, Bob Costas followed by diarrhea slip and slide? Oh It'd man. A mess of epic proportions. God must was a must see TV on Thursdays. There you go on NBC. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we will come out coming up talk about uh, people who uh, believe that the COVID vaccines uh, actually cause uh, people to become magnetized, because uh, that's uh, apparently a thing now that we need to worry about. So stick around. You are listening to Hardly Focused. I wouldn't have noticed if you didn't call attention to it. <laughs> Hardly Focus presents Hardly Shuffle. 
hardly shuffled. Check out the songs that we are currently listening to. Bola, head mounted sideways. Dinosaur Jr. I ran away. more and follow the hardly shuffled playlist on spotify at hardlyfocus.com slash shuffled hardlyfocus.com slash shuffled what are you buying check out the hardly focused web store for things you can wear and things you can stick on stop signs what are you selling we carry shirts face masks and stickers all bearing the logo of our fine program get your hardly focused gear today at hardlyfocus.com slash store <laughs> thank you This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. I could say something pretty inappropriate right now. Oh, shit. I've got some breaking music news. Uh, Robert Smith from The Cure did an interview where he said that the next album that The Cure puts out is going to be their last. Oh, wow. Uh, They've been only working on it for 13 years. And he says it's coming out soon, but it's uh, Chinese New Year. I, I don't think it's uh, at the detox uh, Chinese democracy level yet. But <laughs> I hit Chinese democracy. My bad. Did you, you say the album name right? It's the Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year. <laughs> I still didn't get my damn Dr Pepper. That was a thing. Yeah. I love how an actual lawsuit happened because of that. We can't just say you're going to give the nation Dr. Pepper and not deliver. Because our website crashed <laughs> and no one no one could redeem their vouchers. But uh, yeah, Robert Smith says that uh, the, the next Cure album might be their last, which is totally fine because Robert Smith is in his 60s now. So nice. uh, I, a, lot of, a lot of these great bands from the 70s and 80s, they're, they're all realizing that their time is, is coming to an end. Uh, or at least they they would like to think that's the case. I know Fleetwood Mac is talking about doing a farewell tour. Uh, Van Halen had had Eddie been healthy enough would have done a farewell tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then you have bands like Motley Crue who attempt to do farewell tours, <laughs> literally sign contracts that say you cannot legally ever tour again as Motley Crue, and then years later take those contracts and set fire to them and say fuck you we're going on tour. We're just gonna do it. I mean, so, that's a very Motley Crude thing to do. Oh, they're so bad now. Oh, my God. Uh, last episode, I played audio of Vince Neil doing a solo show in Iowa a couple weeks ago. And the last song of the set was a uh, Motley Crude cover. It was Girls, Girls, Girls. And he, can, he, he, he gets like up maybe like halfway through the first verse. And then just gives up and just like Ouch. he just apologizes to the crowd and then leaves. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I can't I can't sing anymore and leaves. While the rest of the band is up there, just <laughs> they're just playing. It's, it's a disaster. So, um, well, speaking of disasters, uh, I guess you could call people who don't believe in the COVID vaccines disasters. Disasters of humans. This is a segment that we like to do on this show called "How Fucking Dumb Are You." Hardly Focused presents Do you finger your own asshole just to smell your own shit? Like, I don't get it. How fucking dumb are you? Uh, We go to Ohio for this. 
home of the Drew Carey show. <laughs> uh, so on, uh, I think it was like public access or uh, it wasn't C-SPAN. It looked like C-SPAN, but it was like the, the Ohio version of C-SPAN. There, there were people who were speaking. Uh, it looked like at a committee or a hearing. Uh, and it was it was people in the medical profession who were talking about the dangers of the COVID vaccine and how, uh, according to the Internet, oh, boy, the COVID vaccine uh, will, will make you magnetized, not to mention increase your 5G. I mean, ICP is pretty much established that we don't really know how magnets work. So, <laughs> so uh, here is a... Uh, uh, I think this is actually from an NBC affiliate out in Columbus, Ohio, talking about uh, this uh, disaster of a public presentation where uh, misinformation was attempted to be spread about the COVID vaccine, uh, which, spoilers, ended in colossal failure. Here we go. Cleveland doctor and anti-vaccine advocate went on a rant about 5G internet and metal objects sticking to the bodies of vaccinated people while giving testimony at an Ohio State House Health Committee meeting today. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny did this while testifying in favor of House Bill 248, which would keep a business or the government from requiring vaccinations. But I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. To be very clear, medical professionals and the makers of the vaccines have clarified over and over that the COVID-19 vaccine does not contain metals, nor is there any evidence that wireless communications, whether 5G or earlier versions, harm the immune system. Those theories gained momentum in 2019 from Russian state media outlets, which helped push the disinformation into the United States domestic conversation. So, yeah, basically the Russian misinformation worked because now you get a bunch of uh, people that are like, no, no, I read it on the Internet. It must be true. I think it was also not only that, but on TikTok, people just trolling. Oh, of course. It, it, like, I'm pretty sure the same thing happened with Tide Pods where like someone, yep. uh, someone on not on TikTok, but like on Twitter or something pretended to eat a Tide Pod and then others started eating them. But in all seriousness and actually and then, next thing you know, Tide's yeah. putting out ads saying, please, please do not eat the pods. Right. Uh, so this uh, same thing happened with the COVID vaccines, and now there are idiots out there who think it's legitimate. Um, there the, was the five G thing, just really like I know how those things work. That's not how those <laughs> things work. That's not how any of it works. Yeah, <laughs> even if there was some sort of connection, people sending are, ones and zeros to your bloodstream isn't actually gonna do anything. Yeah, people think that they're actually. <laughs> Uh, like getting ejected with microchips. Uh, people have talked about like the prospect of like getting like the, the like the RFD chips or whatever. Um, I mean, they chip dogs and stuff like that. I get that. Well, yeah, it, it, that exactly that. And no one seems to have an issue with that. It's because the dog's technically owned by something and will run off into the woods chasing a squirrel yeah. without a care in the world. So right, but then you bring up uh, you know the COVID vaccines. All of a sudden, no, no. 
I mean, Jack, look at you. Look at you right now. You're wearing a watch that tracks you. You have a phone that tracks you. You're ho- you're using an iPad that tracks you as you sit at a computer that pretty much knows exactly that you stay here 23 hours a day anyway. So <laughs> there's it's it's very difficult to go off the grid. Yes. It, it, yes. It's, it's, it's almost impossible these days if, to go if off If you the have grid. a phone in any shape or form that is not like a landline, you're, you're going to be tracked. You can be tracked. Right. Even using public internet, you can be triangulated down. It might not be the 20 feet that GPS is going to give you, but like they know they can triangulate you off a lot of stuff. They've had to do it to like save people before. It's not even like it's not some crazy sci-fi tech where like some shady dude's doing it. It's like the local law enforcement trying to find missing people. Right. Like <laughs> it's not even like uh, I don't know. It's just it's hilarious. But we're living that. in a surveillance state. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like because of cameras, not because of COVID vaccines. <laughs> uh, there's a another video, and it's it's not going to translate well over to uh, audio here, and we're not actually doing a uh, an actual on camera component to this episode of the of the pod here. But uh, as part of that same uh, broadcast, a nurse named Joanna Overholt attempted to. In, in attempting to publicly convince people that the vaccines cause people to be magnetized, and she herself having been vaccinated because she's she's a nurse, uh, started attempting to uh, stick metal objects like bobby pins to herself to get them to stick. Now, the first thing she stuck to herself was a key, and it actually stuck to her chest for about two seconds before falling off. Okay, but then she tried to stick a bobby pin. To, on, on her shoulder and it immediately fell off and then she like was fumbling with it and trying trying to get it to stick and then it just kept falling off because why would it stick uh, and then she looked all flustered because she was fully aware at this point that she was proving herself wrong right right uh, and BuzzFeed pointed out uh, they say in Overholt's failed demonstration, both a key and a bobby pin fell off of her neck. If you notice that the key did briefly stick to her chest, there's a logical explanation. Our bodies produce sebum, which is sticky enough to make small non-magnetic, non-magnetic items stick to our skin. Yep, I can see that. So, uh, which uh, I, I'm going to uh, wager that everybody produces this. So has anyone like gone on video and like done the whole spoon thing where they put a spoon on the nose and go, oh, that is magnetized. There was one video and I can't tell. It was on it was on TikTok. I saw it on Reddit and I can't tell if this guy was just being a troll or if he was totally serious. But he was trying to a good troll looks totally serious. So (laughs) he was trying to stick like a spoon or something to him, trying to prove that the vaccine magnetized him and it just immediately falls off. So he like takes a second, looks at the thing that fell off of him, and then looks at the camera and just goes, "I just want to take a second to apologize. <laughs> I'm clearly stupid." That's awesome. So uh, now there's a, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, a YouTuber called Electro Boom. Nope, I've heard of uh, some Paul guy who's fighting some uh, some Tyson guy or whatever. Not Tyson. Uh... Uh, that boxing arena match that happened recently. Oh, you're talking about like Logan Paul. Logan and, Paul, yeah, that's who I was thinking. Was it of. Floyd Mayweather? Floyd, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, this is a engineer. This is a guy that just makes uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, cool. Wikipedia had a pretty on point description of him. Uh, his videos are quote hilariously painful tutorials 
of electric experiments during which he often oh, receives electric shocks. This dude with the really thick brow, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. I've seen tons of his videos. Kind of looks like Bogdan from uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad. Yes. Car wash guy. Okay, here he is. Uh, he posted a short video about the uh, the COVID vaccine and uh, their magnetic powers. Uh, here we go. Heard people are becoming magnetic after getting COVID vaccines. So I thought to try it. And as you can see, I'm quite hairy. So none of that sticky, sweaty skin business. And see, <laughs> it sticks to me just fine. Ow! It's just double-sided tape. Why are those people casting dot on a life-saving medicine? See, this is a fridge magnet and you can see the spoon sticks to it. But it's no way enough to hold the spoon. The magnet would have to be much stronger to hold the spoon. You would think it would be much more noticeable if this was in your body. And even if the magnetic particles were in the vaccine, they wouldn't be anywhere as powerful as this. But what if they are powerful as this? Here's a bunch of magnet particles in your blood. See what happens when I move them. Magnetic particles that strong will clump together in your arteries. They will pull your organs together. 100% death rate. It's your sweat and skin friction holding the spoon. Wash yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Wash yourself. <sighs> I just... That guy's great. I just, I just love how this is the thing now. It's just one more, one more attempted uh, attack against science. Where I mean, I'm willing to believe this guy. He literally shocks himself. Like he knows his craft good enough to like shock himself without literally killing him, killing I, himself. I would believe. <laughs> I would believe and put as much faith in him as I would put in someone who is nearly swallowed by a whale. There you go. That they 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 know what they're doing. Yep. yep. <laughs> they know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. So uh, don't believe any of that. And if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, you should. Because guess what? The numbers are showing that it's working. There's incentives down south. They'll like give you a handgun to get vaccinated, guys. Think oh, yeah. about that. We talked about that during the last episode in West Virginia. They're giving <laughs> away guns, uh, hunting permits. Uh, in Ohio, it, it, it. I mean, speaking of Ohio, the irony of this being from Ohio, Ohio being the first one to actually come out and do the um, the, the money incentive, the lottery, right? And like a, a, a like a teenager won. It was like a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, was it an Amazon like delivery driver or something? Or is that a different state? Uh, that might have been a different state because this one was literally like uh, like a 20-year-old. Oh, that damn. That's yeah. cool. Uh, and they're, they were in the demographic of people who are now being heavily encouraged to get the vaccine because they're the ones who aren't doing it. Right. Uh, but, uh, the, I mean, the incentive worked. It, it, it's, they saw a – this, this remains like one of my favorite stories and outcomes of – uh, the vaccines and this whole thing is that they had a 53% increase in vaccination rates because of that lottery. Mm -hmm. I think even Massachusetts, I mean, not that they, they need to, cause we're, I think 70%, uh, uh, at least one shot at, at this point. Um, they were even considering doing something similar. Wow. So, uh, and it's Man, working. And I got mine for free. That's dumb. I should have held out. <laughs> Clearly, I should have just risked my own safety until someone was willing to offer me a $20 Cheeto uh, card. I, I shit you not, I've heard people who have said that they don't want to get their vaccine because they're going to get charged for it because they were told they were going to get charged for oh, it. Oh, jeez. Like, no, it's literally free for anybody. If someone's telling you they're going to charge you for it, you're getting scammed. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, I'll give you a COVID vaccine, 20 bucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> or if they're like, oh, my insurance is going to charge me. No, no one's going to charge you for they this. They didn't even ask me for my card, my insurance card, when I got my no. I think. They don't even like. I, I like got it at the local price chopper. Literally just walked in, filled out a paper, and. That's what I would have done. I would just wait to just do a walk in. Yeah. Um, but uh, they didn't even check like any of my information. Like when I went to go get my first one, there was no verification process. Uh, aside from just confirming I had an appointment, but like uh, nothing else needed to be done. And because I know that they were just, you know, they, they wanted to just make sure they had the right allocations. But in the back of their minds, they're like, we, every, everyone needs to get this. So, like, you know, if you qualify for it, like, get your damn vaccine. <laughs> Help these numbers go down. So I'm just looking at I'm, I'm, I'm using Google for this. But like for the start of June on June 1st, the seven day average, 219 cases. Seven day average for uh, June 12th, 128. Nice. So it keeps going down. And every day you you see like uh, like yesterday, 113 new cases, two additional deaths. That is a far cry from where we were at the beginning. Literal of the year. thousands of deaths per day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, let's look at uh, all time here. Where were we in January of this year in Massachusetts? Uh, I guess they didn't report. They didn't report any new cases on January first, which is odd. Okay, let's use January third. New cases, 3,481, seven-day average, 4,989. 40 times less. Yeah. January 8th, seven-day average, 6,000. New cases, 8,000. Yeah, yeah, the science. The vaccines are working. I mean, I know we're we're very similar to where we were literally this time last year because it was very low back then, but it was still twice the number in uh, mid-June 2020, seven-day average, 389. Imagine if everyone took it like... 100% 100% serious on day one, like New Zealand did. And then, like, you know, it was just eradicated from the country in the first week. Right. I mean, you, you have the luxury there, the advantage of being uh, an island. Right. Too. Oh, no, the small island, too. It's a lot of people, you know, like other countries rag on us and stuff like that. But it's like, listen, we're like 50 states that like make up like a large area. Like, we're like 50 different countries that are all trying to get along as one country, really. Yeah. I mean, it worked. It's working. Go on, get your goddamn vaccine. Just do it. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah, we're going to start sniping vaccines on people. Yeah. Like, I'm going to literally, like, tranquilizer darts. Well, there's going to be vaccine darts. I'm just going to, like, gorilla run by people and, like, shoot them in the arm. Yeah, what I, uh, what I, what I like is that there's the guess right now that even if you need a booster, it's not, you're not going to need one for a long time. Right. So, uh, I saw someone, again, on Reddit, they were asking about travel and they were like, they were like, where can I go get my, my, my third booster? Cause I'm going to travel. Like you don't need a third. Like, did you get your two shots? Like, what'd you get? And they're like, I got Pfizer. I'm like, okay. Did you get your two shots? Yeah. Like you're fine. How long's it been? Oh, it's been two months. You're fine. You are <laughs> fully fly. vaccinated. Go fly, sir. There's a 1% chance that you're going to catch this or a 5%, whatever it is. <laughs> the odds of you getting this are very small. And even then, if you have it, the chances of you either developing symptoms or then being able to spread it to others is also quite small. So I've been told anyway. I'm preaching. Well, all. I mean, I've been told that it causes uh, magnetism and 5G connectivity. <laughs> so, and I, I got it from a pretty good source. I mean, the internet. It, it's right here, dude. It's on paper. I mean, you, you showing it to me right here. I mean, yeah. Sources hardly focused. June thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Read it, dude. I mean, can't even. Yeah, 
<laughs> they are uh, very reputable source, hardly focused. Incredible. Incredible source. Incredibly intelligent. Oh, yes. And they're all pure scientists. And to top it off, they are all Trump supporters. Daddy. Okay, that part was no, no. That's no. Oh God! Now I'm forever scarred. They're gonna like pull that up and like some. <laughs> I'm gonna be like going for Congress in like 40 years or something like that. They're gonna be like, you remember this time? Yeah. Well, uh, apparently you're a Trump supporter, and uh, yeah. Pedophilia. <laughs> oh gosh. Our uh, first guest tonight is America's favorite cutthroat real estate mogul. Uh, so quickly, I started playing with this band a couple days ago, and down the street from uh this dude's house where we're practicing, there's a really nice house on the street. Very nice house. And their front lawn is just laden with Trump 2024 signs Oof. and Trump 2024 oh and Trump won. Like, there are some fucked up people living there. The denial's hardcore. Like, I kind of want to, you know, usually the sun's down when I leave. I kind of want to just pull over and just, like, pick up all the signs and, and take off. But They uh, disgrace themselves. You need, to, you need not disgrace them more. Those are also the people that I I wouldn't be surprised if they had like cameras pointed oh, yeah. on all of their on all of their signs looking for people who would just pick these up. I mean, if you seriously, if you have that stuff out in front of your house and you haven't been vandalized, like like Godspeed to you if you if you haven't been vandalized yet. I mean, I saw uh, there was a, a, a landscaper a few months ago who was working across the street and on his truck, and I think this was like. October, November, um, the election hadn't happened yet, but he had, he made his own Trump 2024 bumper sticker. Oh gosh. He took like a 2020 and he like, cause I think he knew, uh, he, I don't know if it's right to say if he knew, I think he was just banking on like, Hey, let's just, you know, forget about the, uh, you know, the constitutional amendment that says you can't run for more than two terms, <laughs> uh, and just say that, Hey, he's going to win again in 2024. So I'm just going to make my own bumper sticker. And he seemed like a nice guy too, which was really sad because I was like, this is back when like my my uh, the old setup in here when I could look yeah. out the window because he was helping my neighbor jump her her car. He seemed like a really nice guy, which just sucked. I'm sure there's a lot of really nice people that are simply just misinformed or they're in the wrong area yeah. or they have ideas that you know. I mean, they they honestly think that Trump's like working for the working man. It's like, dude, he's never been a working man his entire life. You are fake news. Yeah, <laughs> the dude literally was born rich. Yeah, there's uh, someone I know who uh, I'm friendly with him. Nice guy. Uh, you know, we really only communicate on Facebook now, but he, his posts, all of his posts, he just puts up are just about like what his family's doing, all all this stuff. And then uh, someone mentioned to me offhand recently, like, yeah, I saw this guy's like book bookmarks on his browser and it's like Newsmax and Fox news and, and you know, anything that, a you know, a Republican, a Trumper would be following. And I mean, the guy's also based out of Florida too. So that, that, you know, kind of explains it, but I'm like, you know what though? I don't, I don't, it, it, it kind of sucks hearing that, but I didn't know that because he's not trying to shove it down my throat because right, he's not, right. he's not being public about it. Like if that's like, if he wants to believe in that stuff, that's fine. But if he keeps it to himself, that's good. Like I'm not, I'm not going to knock people for their, their beliefs. It's when they, they are very outspoken about this stuff. I mean, sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they honestly think that Fox news is a real news station and not a news entertainment station, which is a really, 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 really big, like 
that's a big deciding factor, guys, on whether or not yeah. they can tell the truth or not. <laughs> like, they don't have to tell the truth. They can tell whatever they want. It's entertainment. Yeah, I've heard horror stories about uh, like someone who's like a like a tech for like Comcast or something. I don't call it Comcast. I call it Comcast. And uh, he was saying that like he was dealing with this like elderly guy who's being a total pain in the ass. Uh, Cause like a cable was out. So, you know, he goes to leave and the wife comes out like after him and she's like in hysterics and she's like, you just need to fix this. He needs his Fox news. Oh no. He's not right when he doesn't have his Fox news. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And this was years ago. This, is, this wasn't like six months ago. I, I read this years ago. Uh, uh, Stefan. I was, I was his, one of his grandfathers. I call I nicknamed him Fox uh, yes. News because every time I go to the, his grandparents' house, Fox News was on like every TV. He was watching it. He seems like one of those people that you take away his Fox News and the the rage, the rage happens. Anyway, I've gone on I've gone on a tangent. I apologize. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll come back and we will uh, wrap up this thing. Stick around. <laughs> Hardly focused. I would like to begin this episode by uh, telling you guys what a stupid asshole I am. <laughs> and it's different from every other day of the week because... On February 12th, 1981, the Canadian band Rush released their seminal album, Moving Pictures. Speaking of moving pictures, Hardly Focused is available to enjoy on YouTube. Watch us talk at each other and subscribe to our channel at hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube. Seven females at a Rush concert. Must be some kind of a world record. This is the end. Hardly focused. The end. All right, you made it to the end of this episode. Congratulations. You did it. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that uh, we didn't get to was um, a news report. NBC News came out with saying that the, uh, the of, of all the people who are currently hospitalized with COVID, like the most severe cases, no surprise, they aren't vaccinated. Ah, shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. I am just, I, I am super shocked by statistics yeah. that are true. <laughs> uh, in other important news, water is wet, the sky is blue. <laughs> Gravity exists. Yeah. Snape killed Dumbledore. Uh, what else? Mm, jet fuel can melt <laughs> steel beams. Absolutely. Thank you, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Snape killed Dumbledore. It just remind me of this. I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Did you say Snape killed Dumbledore? You haven't seen the Lord of the Rings movies. It made me think of that. I'm thinking of like famous movie franchises <laughs> oh. that I haven't seen, or I've only seen like um, one like entry of. Like I've seen one of the Hobbit movies, but uh, Gondor calls for aid. Like <laughs> meets back on the menu. There's <laughs> lots of cool lines from Lord of the Rings. You haven't seen all the Lord. Of the no, Rings? I haven't. As See, far what as are you I doing with it? you, you live here. You have like a whole house and all this time and a dog, and you haven't sat through twelve straight hours of Lord of the Rings. I understand that there's a lot of walking and not a lot that happens. But the walking is all sorts of helicopter chopper going around and the epic music playing while they're walking with the little robes over New Zealand, which now uses it as a tourist <laughs> attraction. <laughs> well, I'm going to a thing next weekend that it's it's. My friends are putting this on because they, uh, I think it's like an annual thing that they do, but they couldn't do it last year because of COVID. And they're doing it now because they're like, hey, you know, vaccinated people only, but like, hey, we can gather again. And it's like a all day Lord of the Rings marathon. So it's nice. literally like 13 hours, but they're like, they're taking like breaks for like second breakfast yep. and, uh, and yeah, all of that. Definitely. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go, but this would be like, uh, I'm going to walk in and be like, 
I don't know if I want to walk in and say I've and announce I've never seen any of these movies or walk in and pretend like I've seen them because I guarantee it's going to be like one of those things where no the, the movies are going to be on but no one's going to be paying attention to right. And I'm going to feel like an ass if I'm sitting there like glued to the TV like everybody shut up. Dude, what happens here? You know what? They might actually like that cuz seeing someone else get to enjoy Lord of the like any anything, not even Lord of the Rings, like seeing someone else get to enjoy something that you know is a gem. Like, especially if you're in a group that literally devotes, you know, a day a year to it. Yeah. Um, like they're they're gonna be like, Oh, it's gonna be so cool to see his face. Of course, then they're gonna be really disappointed when you don't like you're not as excited as them or something like that, because you know how that goes. <laughs> like, this is super funny, bro. And then you show it to them and they're like, Oh yeah, cool. It's LOL. So I'm kinda going through <laughs> that right now. Uh, a friend of mine, Bethany, is watching ER for the first time. And uh <laughs> She is messaging me semi regularly, like reacting to episodes, and I'm like, <laughs> I've you know I've seen every episode of that show, uh, you know at least thrice. I'm actually rewatching it right now. We're actually at the same part now of nice. the series, and uh, she's in a very emotional uh, story arc right now. And I'm just getting as, as I said, just like every once in a while, I'll just get a message like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and in the back of my mind, I'm like, "This is so great! You're seeing this for the first time. <laughs> You're reacting to this for the first time. This is wonderful." It's one of those things, you know. You, if you enjoy something enough to watch it multiple times, like you have that moment of joy still locked in your head somewhere. It's like, oh yeah, the first time I saw, you know, Boromir take the ring, right? You know, things like that. Well, it's like uh, when, when I was playing Left 4 Dead 2 last year, which, um, you know, I don't want to say, like, you know, thank God for COVID, but just because we were stuck indoors and that game came out, like, what the hell else was I going to do? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I was look, really looking forward to that game, and I played it, and it's just the entire time I just kept kept saying to myself, uh, this is the first, like, I, this is my first time, obviously, experiencing all this, and there, I'm never going to have a first time again. So it was like, I was trying... To be really, I don't know if this makes sense if I can articulate it right, but I was really trying to be like engrossed in the moments, but mm-hmm. not letting myself like get distracted by the fact that, like, because I kept telling myself, like, pay attention because, you know, you're never going to have this first time again, right? right. So, um, your first time rolling through Skyrim. Yeah. You'll, as never, the dust clears and you find yourself on the, the wagon wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never have that again. But it's 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 always fun to see people experience it for the first time. I, I sat with uh, Colleen, watch her play the first Last of Us, and go through the opening scene, which is just incredibly heartbreaking. And uh, just sitting there, just watching her react to it, mm-hmm. and in you know feeling that impact for the first time. So I don't know, maybe 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 it is worth me just announcing at this nerd fest, just turning in my nerd card and saying I've never seen Lord of the Rings. The most I know about it is that debate scene from Clerks 2. <laughs> there's, oh there's only one return, and it's of the Jedi. <laughs> I like that the dude gets so disgusted, he just pukes. <laughs> dude, that movie is gem. Clerks itself, oh my gosh. I feel like Kevin Smith just like, he's lost his touch, he's lost his edge. I mean, well, it happens when you get old. Because like everything he's put out in the last 10 years has just not been good. I mean, it's like, I guess like his fans like it, but he's put a lot of stuff out that there's been a lot of no pun intended weight behind it. Mm-hmm. And like cop out, I think, is that one that he did Bruce Willis? Yep. And that just like, that wasn't good. Um, Jay and Silent Bob, I think that was like straight to DVD, the, the reboot. 
re- oh yeah, the reboot. I was gonna say the original Jay and Silent Bob is like part of what made them famous. Well, not I can't say that Clerks is really what made it famous, but right. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah. Do I have? I do. I do, but I pulled my back out humping your mom last night, Neuch. <laughs> so, um, what else? What else? What else? Oh yeah, Bill, Bill and Ted Day the other day. Oh yes, that's a thing. I, um, I'm glad it's a thing because something strange is afoot at the Circle K. Yeah, yeah. I'm still so happy Bill and Ted Face the Music did as well as it did. That they, came out almost a year ago, and I'm so happy that it, it, it was like that. All the reviews of it have been like overwhelmingly positive. Right. right. People they could have really botched it. There was a million ways they could have screwed it up, and only a few ways they could have done it right. And they managed to do it right. Yeah. I mean, as good as as good as a reboot so many years later can be, you know? Bill and Ted's excellent uh, adventure. <laughs> excellent yeah. uh God, I'm just, I'm so happy that movie did did well. And I'm uh You're going I'm, to boarding school in Alaska, bro. <laughs> My whole my my whole thing coming out of that movie was that like if they do a a follow up with their daughters, I mean they kind of left. I don't know, did they leave it open for that or did they just? I mean they made all the harmony. Like I, so I mean like kind of spoilers. Movie just kind of ends, right? Yeah, that's true. There, there, there's no like there, nothing sets it up for a possible sequel, right? But the the actresses who played the daughters were uh, really good. I mean I would watch a like a billion Thea sequel. Uh, and I think they've actually, like Keanu, either Keanu or Alex Reeves actually straight up said, yeah, we could do it. The difference is, will it be a full-blown movie or am I going to get stuck with a limited series or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes they can go to that method and it's just like, no, don't do it, man. It depends on how they approach it, you know? Get Noah Hawley to do it because that guy, he, he's the guy who does the Fargo series on FX. There you go. And he's doing an alien series now for nice. FX because uh, aliens alien might be a good a good series. Yeah, because the movie came out way long ago. Right. Obviously. But there was a lot of stuff that kind of like, you know, left on. I don't know. There's a lot behind the whole aliens universe in general. The the movie. Yeah, the movie came out in 79 and then there was Covenant, which came out a few years ago, which is Ridley Scott. But Ridley Scott's also a million years old. So right. <laughs> uh, I think they're better off just doing an anthology series and branching off that instead of doing uh, like prequel films and right. delving into non alien related things. Cause that's what those most recent movies have done. So um, yeah, I'd, well, I, I don't know I, I, if it was a limited series, it, de- it depends on how it goes. It would go. Well, I guess a limited series is still better than just an open-ended series where it's like, hey, can we milk this like Walking Dead? Maybe they shouldn't because I, because I think they, I don't know, a rare, I would say it was like a rare home run in that a movie sequel that comes out 30 years after the last one does as well as the originals. Right. That doesn't happen. But uh, anyway. That'll do it for this episode. Fro, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing your uh, your guest and getting us a studio audience. Of course. That's uh, been sorely missed in the COVID era. I mean, you could always... You, you've had the large Homer cut out this whole time. So. He, he stares at me. <laughs> with copper eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he stares at me with his, with his penny eyes and his Gears of War 3 sticker emblazoned on his head that I can't get off. I tried taking it off, and it was it, w- it would have ripped the whole like yeah, cardboard backing. Not worth it. So, 
All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, we will talk at you next time. Get your damn vaccines. See you. Bye. Goodbye.